G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 10. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, my colleagues Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Big money races on both sides of the country this Saturday. We've got the $2 million Ingham at Randwick, formerly the Villiers Stakes, of course, one of the three famous Randwick Mile handicaps. And on the other side of the country, we have, well, it's not technically a new race. It is was previously known as uh, the... Previously known the as the... Least there? No, it's the a, the AJ Scale Stakes. It's a bit... They seem to have a few scales and a few... Uh, a few least these. Anyway, at least this gets rid of one of them. Uh, it's now the Gold Rush, and it is worth uh, $1.5 million. has been revamped to extend the Perth Pinnacles Carnival. Well, Joel, you've rolled the dice, and you've put Nugget on the front of this week's winning post, but does need a couple of scratchings to crack that 20-horse field. Yeah, he's... Uh been favourite for the Ingham for a couple of weeks since he disposed of uh, benchmark 88 field at Kim Lagrange in pretty good style. Um, he was always sort of going to be on the edge of whether he got a run. And when noms were taken Monday, he was 22 on the order of entry. And you would think a couple would drop out, but nothing dropped out. So he's still number 22. Um, not much on the radar in terms of rain. So you would think Polly Gray would be a question mark or running if... The track stays dry, um, and a couple of other Chris Waller runners have drawn terribly. So it'll be interesting to see what he does and whether well, Nugget gets a run or not. I suppose um, the other thing is whether, whether whether he whether Waller would want Nugget to get a run. Well, that's right. Yes, <laughs> he might uh, might just leave them in anyway. He, what's he got? Five runners, I think. Yeah, five. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If Nugget gets in, it'll be hard to beat. But there's a couple of others. A couple of Waller runners, in, in fact, that I uh, give a bit of a chance to. And good to see the return of Wethall up the top of 59 kilos. He's a good horse. A uh, bit of a task first up, but um, I think the Snowdens will have him ready. So it's a pretty it's a pretty good uh, good race with the prize money up. They've got the full field, which is good to see. And Dan, elsewhere, uh, the Brisbane Summer Carnival starts to warm up and there's a few... Of course, the Magic Million is not too far away, six weeks away. Um, so, or actually, is it even? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I, see, I said six in your story. Sorry about that. It's actually only five. I don't know what I was doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Magic Millions is five weeks away. A few uh, horses looking to bank a bit of prize money to get into those big races. And... Um, one of those is trained by Mark and Levi Kavanagh, and you've spoken to Levi this week. Yeah, running in uh, Sandown is uh, Levi, Mark and Levi's calendar, uh, calendar Cavender's, Kavanagh's horse, Midtown Boss. And look, we'll probably need to win on Saturday in Melbourne to, uh, to get enough prize money to sort of force his way into that three-year-old Guineas field. Um, and I think he's certainly good enough to run a race if he can. But, yeah, in Brisbane, plenty of good racing. Uh, got, the course, a gateway as well. And, of course, that's a gold ticket into the Stradbroke, who, of course, has seen a bit of a prize money uh, revamp for 2023. They're going to sort of feature that their winter carnival around that race. And, um, yeah, the gateway has come up a pretty good field, I thought, a field of 13. And 
yeah, an all-important ticket to that to that Rich Stradbroke feature race uh, next June. So plenty of good racing to look forward to all around the country. And, um, yeah, as I said, the, the summer really kicking off in, in Brisbane with some good racing there. All right, but we will start in Sydney because there's three or four black-type races there. First of them, uh, we are at Royal Randwick, and the first of them is race four. Max Brenner, Christmas Cup, 2,400-metre listed quality. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with Regal Lion here to turn the tables on a couple that finished in front of him in the ATC Cup a fortnight ago. He was back on a dry deck. That's what he wants, and I thought it was a good performance, certainly a much improved performance. Only beaten a length by Bonnie Ezra, who he's got to turn the tables on here. But I just thought rising to the 2,400, he was placed in the New Zealand derby earlier this year. So I think he gets this the right sort of race to uh, to find winning form. I've got Bonnie Ezra in for second. He got out to huge odds in that race, considering his fresh run was outstanding, and then he went out $6 at Newcastle and wasn't beaten too far. And then all of a sudden, I guess, McDonald off and... Robbie Dolan on and you get 30 to 1 but it was a it was a, a strong win and he, he should run the extra distance no problems one Dr Drill he ran second in that race loomed up to win uh, he was it was a good bounce back from him after a, a run where he had excuses in the little dance and 10 Rondino who finished fifth in the ATC Cup I've got in as next best so I'm really banking uh, my chips around that uh, that form line but five regal line pretty keen on him from 4 1 and 10 yeah, with the four, Bonnie Ezra, really taken by that last start win in the ATC Cup. Um, charged home, always been a horse that's shown good ability and had a good preparation last time in. Um, not a whole lot of luck first and second up this time in, but up to the 2,000 metres and loved the way he finished off <coughs> there. He's you know, yet to win over this trip, but he has run some good races. Um, yeah, black type sort of grades, so 2,400 metres, so... I think he can handle it, and um, he's on top for me. I'm pretty keen on him. In for second up, the seven, Pale King. I think the key for him will be getting uh, back up to the 2,400 metres. Sort of just peaked on the run late in that ATC Cup, and was well held, beating four lengths, or just about four lengths by Bonnie Ezra. But, look, he had the, the good win in the small field over this trip. Now two back, and, yeah, with the 54 kilos and the good draw, in this, then this trip, I think he's a winning chance for sure. One Dr. Drill, he too was good third up. And in for fourth, I have the sixth Jim Martini, who is back in trip. She, of course, won the Sandown Cup over two miles. Um, okay over a similar trip in the Beaufort, two back. I uh, just thought I'd chuck her in because she is racing well. 4716. Race five at Royal Randwick on Saturday is. The English Nursery, it is a restricted listed race and it's over 1,000 metres. Set weights, four two-year-olds, quite a few first starters here, Joel, and it is worth half a million bucks. Yeah, I've got my doubts on how strong this race is going to be going forward, but um, I guess there's plenty to learn. I've gone for eight for sale on top. I'm always very wary of those horses that just jump to the front and win their trials by big spaces because um, they usually go out under the odds and they rarely win. So I won't be betting in the race, but I've put her on top. She has looked pretty good in her trials, a $420,000 daughter of Trapeze Artist. She has come up short, $2.20, but I think 1,000 metres does look her go. So I've put her on top of three, Disneck, who had a little bit of uh, traffic issues on debut and then got clear air and sprinted really well to win last time out. In for third, I've got 12, Seltair, 
who really pushed Blanc de Blanc at a dollar twelve, if you don't mind, at Newcastle uh, on debut. And I just thought she may have a bit more room for improvement from Barrier One. And thirteen Tango Fever, I've got into a fourth. They uh, kept trying, just couldn't quite pick up uh, Sprout Philly on the Gold Coast on debut. But I'll just be watching eight from three, twelve, and thirteen. Well, I've a bet because I've got the thirteen on top Tango Fever at around twenty to one. I think well, she comes out of a, a weaker race on the Gold Coast, but the options are pretty handy one in Mighty from the Tony Gollan stable. And Tango Fever, just as Joel said, couldn't reel in that horse, but. She was a little bit unlucky not to get out sooner. Um, those two sort of got quite clear from the rest of the field. So I think those are two horses you can follow. Um, and Tango Fever does have to get in with a bit of a wide draw here. So we'll need luck, but I liked uh, the debut effort enough. And, um, you know, open race, happened to have a couple each way on her. So 13 on top, eight, sadly, and next, um, yeah, the two trials have been very good. It's a good draw here. Ten line of law ran well on debut in that Max Lee's classic. Um, plenty of speed to lead there, and I thought she stuck on pretty well. I think that should be a pretty decent form race going forward. And in for fourth, I have the three, this neck. Uh, 13, 8, 10, 3. Just in reference to Joel's query on the strength of that race, um, it's only been going since 2015, and the first winner was Extreme Choice, who then went on to win the Blue Diamond. Uh, next one was She Will Rain, who won, went on to win the Golden Slipper. And then three years later, Wild Ruler graduated from this race to become a Group 1 winner. Not so much, uh, not much since. Acrobat won it on debut in 2020, was never seen again, has gone to start without running again. And then El Padrino won last year and has had eight starts since for one minor placing. Race 6... We are skipping over because it is not a black-type race at Rambic on Saturday. First leg of the quaddy is race seven. It is a black-type race. It is the Racing and Sports Razor-Sharp Handicap 1,200-metre listed quality Joel. I've put 10 Brigantine on top. He's coming off a bit of a setback. He won very well first up off a long spell and then went to the Silver Eagle and was very good off a wide run, and I thought he was going to be a real player in the Golden Eagle, but uh, didn't go to the race and he's had a bit of a freshen since so look he's probably lacking a little bit in terms of fitness compared to his main rival in Waihaha Falls but he's a good horse Brigantine and just 53 kilos I'll go his way Waihaha Falls the hardest to beat gets good weight relief drops seven kilos off his latest run when runner up behind Cole Crusher and Najmati in for third she's a bit tricky to catch. She's very good on her day. She sort of got back, over-raced a bit, and then ran right up onto their heels in the final stages first up. They need a bit of luck from a wide gate, but do expect some improvement. I thought 11, King of Hastings, might be the knockout. He's a winner at it. He's only run at this track, and I thought his first up run at Ballarat wasn't too bad. 10 on top from 4, 6, and 11. Well, similar numbers. I've got the 4 on top, Waha Falls. Uh, was... Didn't get a run in that uh, Hunter at Newcastle that day. Just settled for the benchmark 88. It's about 61 and a half kilos and um, was running home quite well. Just couldn't catch Cold Crusher, but it was a pretty decent effort in the line nicely in the second there. Plummets and weight, 61 and a half to 54 and a half. Um, stable, we've got a big opinion of him. Supremely talented horse and got a good record at uh, Randwick. So but the four on top, six Najmati. I'm going to give her another chance to, uh, to show something, as Joel said, clearly a very talented mare on her day. 
I did a little bit wrong first up. Um, the strength of our wins last preparation throughout the winter in Melbourne and in, in Queensland as well, the performances there were really good and I think up to 1,200 metres uh, shouldn't be an issue with her. I got the three in next ranges. Very, very consistent horse. Can come to hand fresh in some of that form around him. His last campaign reads well. And in for fourth, I have the 10 Brigantine. Four, six, three, ten. And the big one at Randwick on Saturday is the second leg of the Quaddy race eight, the Ingham. 1,600 metre quality handicap. And it is worth two million bucks. Joel, fun facts. 12 of the past 15 winners have had 54.5 kilos or less, uh, which, you know, which there's uh, 12, of the, uh, 12 of the 24 acceptors uh, have got over that amount. Uh, 12 of the past 14 winners have jumped from barrier 5 or wider. Well, that certainly suits Nugget if he gets in. He's going to be well wider than that. Eight of the past 14 winners have been last start winners, as Nugget indeed is. The only others in that category in the in the race are Dadge Run, Bartholomew Diaz, and Riodini. Um, 39 of the past 40 winners have been aged six or under, and... Of the last 59 horses to have carried 57 kilos or more, there's only two winners and 43 of them have finished unplaced. Bad news for Huetor, Sunshine Rising, Polly Gray. Kerman's Lane and Surf Dancer. Joel, I assume you are with Nugget, if he can sneak in. Yeah, I've got Nugget on top. Um, it's a step up in grade, but he looks suited to it. He was just a dominant winner at Kembla. Uh, second up, coming off that good run at Flemington during Cup Week. I'll be having something on numbers 12 and 19. 12 will become my main bet if Nugget doesn't get in. I speak of new mandate. Thought he was pretty good first up in the five diamonds in a race that wasn't run to suit. A couple of horses that finished out of the money and, and close to him have since won. And liked his recent trial at Canterbury last week. James McDonald was aboard. They put him on speed. He came away for a dominant win. So... I think he's well worth thought at 20 to 1, as is number 19, Long Villas, although he's come up with a shocking gate, 24. Uh, he ran past New Mandate in the last 50 metres and had the fastest last 600 of the race there and then crossed the line with Uncle Bryn. So, again, like New Mandate, a very pleasing Australian debut. And I've got Huetor in for fourth. A few things against him kicking off at a mile, 59. Um, but he's got uh, good trainers behind him, and he's a good horse, so didn't want to leave him out of the numbers. 22, 12, 19, 1. The 16, Dajran on top. Give a bit of a push to him first up off um, some really nice trials, and he was too good there. He was well-backed. Uh, it was 17 or $17, $18 you get the start of the day. And after scratchings, he backed into $11 and justified the support with a, a really good first-up win. Slightly up in trip for this. We'll need some luck from Barry 19, but down to 54 kilos. I think he's a really good horse and um, certainly going places. So 16, with luck, can can win. Got the one in next, Huetor, class of the field, no doubt. Obviously, the Group 1 winner um, in the Queensland winter at 2,100 metres, but he can run well over a mile and can come to hand fresh. In for third, I have the 11, a tissue. Um, which have a good preparation this time in. Of course, her best runs have been at 2,000 metres, but um, she has run some good races in the spring at 1,600 metres, including the, the slashing fifth in the Empire Rose. And in for fourth, I have the uh, 12 new mandate, 16-1, 11-12.
Alrighty, that takes care of the black type at Randwick. Earlier on, we discovered that you're going head-to-head -head with your best bets. Joel, race four, number five, Regal Lion. Dan, race four, number four, Bonnie Ezra. Uh, so we're going separate, though, with our value bets. Joel, uh, you can start us off with yours, which is in the last. Yeah, race 10, number 13, Kanazawa made my value bet. I thought he did enough first up at Kembla Grange. Uh, settled second half of the field, found a little bit of traffic in the straight and was beaten two lengths, always thought he would improve with that run under the belt and getting out to 1,400, which he gets on Saturday, gets two kilos off, so stays down in the weights, 55. Um, Democracy Manifest knocking on the door, very hard to beat, as is I Am Lethal, but I uh, thought around $8 Kanazawa was a good each-way play to finish the day. All right, mine comes up in race three. The 16, I own a Merck. Um, he's a really talented colt, winning Roper. He's had three starts in his debut campaign for a win in two seconds. Um, found the line nicely last start at Warwick Farm, and the rising trip will help. 52.5 kilos for Rachel King. And look, he's, it was an open field, the market. I think he's second or third favourite, but about $7 still an each way price. And I think he's a colt that um, has more upside than most of these, so happy to have a bet on him. Race three, number 16. All right, we'll quickly head down to the Melbourne Metro Racing on Saturday, which is at Sandown. There's no black type, but there's still plenty of money to be won. Joel, what did you uh, like in terms of your specials? Yeah, I made my best Beretta in race four, number four. He hasn't won this time in, but... I think he's getting close. The sale run wasn't too bad. Just got a long way back. Uh, Geelong in a pretty decent race on Geelong Cup Day. I thought he was sound and then went to Sandown last time out. Patton against. It was just leaders all day. And he really surged the last 100 metres. Just missed. Uh, Craig Williams goes aboard. Blinkers on. I think that's a good gear change for him. Fourth up now that he's fit. Just needs that little bit of spark. And I think he'll be hard to beat. It's a race with a few chances, though. And my value bet, speaking of races with a few chances, this race six um, looks a pretty handy fillies and mares race. There's some nice types here, but I've gone with 10. Wrote to Arataki from the Maddie Williams yard. I uh, thought she was very good first up at Mooney Valley, back and wide and ran on well. She drops five kilos and I think she's got a fair bit of room for improvement. The best comes up in race two and with the three, Kaituku. I think he's a really good staying prospect this horse on pacer gives himself every chance and um pretty easy win at the sandown lakeside track last start at 2400 meters was keen on him in the race of the valley last week got scratched for that comes here this is a, a little bit harder but i still think he'll be hard to beat um we'll go forward and look i think the key is view of these in the field but there's a bit of a query on at the 2,400 metres, whereas he um, will know he'll run it out. So, Kaituku will take a load of catching. Race two, number three, the best. Well, he comes up in race seven with the former Queenslander in uh, C. Marie, now in the Peter Moody stable. He's done two runs for Moody in Victoria, both of which have been in group three races. Um, ran on really well from the tail first up at, uh, at Flemington and then up to 600 metres last start. Uh, the best part of the track was slow away there as well. I think here, third up, back in grade, um, and with some of that good Queensland form, I think it measures up 
reads well for a benchmark 84 like this. So C. Marie, race seven, number six. And I'm with Dan. I think uh, Kai Tuku, race two, number three, is the standout. And for my value bet, I've got race four, number seven, Son of Emperor, who's up around the $20 mark, um, which is understandable on the uh, on his first up run, but uh, really does not go, doesn't go fresh, does go second up. So I'm expecting that second up improvement that he showed last Um Last preparation, and indeed, in fact, but, well, both his second up runs have been excellent. He's never placed first up, so he is uh, a decent each way bet. I would have thought uh, we'll head across to Adelaide, where the stakes race is the Christmas Cup, and that is race number eight. It is the Adelaide Galvanising Industries Christmas Handicap, to be correct, and it's 1200 metre quality listed race. Uh, Dan, what did you like here? Yeah, um, like the eight struck by here for Travis Doodle. Um, he's just a consistent horse. 19 starts, seven wins and six minor placings. And he's just seldom far away. He's been he's measured up in stakes grade before in Adelaide and run well. He beat all by a pretty handy one and a horse over a bit of time for him. Keep reading last start, giving that horse four kilos and only a length behind him. And here, fourth up, um, she had a lovely run and really good record at the track and trip. Does this horse eight on top? Deliver a first, uh, a black type win for the horse, certainly deserves it. In for second, at the 10 bold star who hasn't won for it's been quite a while, it's been about over three years, just about. And but you know, I think he's running quite well this preparation. Um, he's gone down very narrowly on. Three occasions, one of those in third in the, in the Gawler Cup behind an inform horse in Montine. Um, again, went close to Montine last start. Just 54 kilos, dropping three and a half. I know this is a tougher race. I just think he's peppering away and and running well uh, with our reward. So willing to throw him in there and giving it a chance. 16 in for um, third, screwed down, who you know, is up in grade from a benchmark 70, but he's a horse with a bit of ability. Ran well behind All About Eve last start. Horses Frank the form. Just a consistent horse as well, and I think deserves a crack at this level. And in for fourth, I've got the three. Here's a bolter. 8, 10, 16, and 3. Talk us through your specials at Morphville on Saturday. Yeah, and with the Will Clark and trained Lie the Fence. Um, it's the best bet. Race four, number five. Bumped into a pretty handy stable, mate, but he, was, he ran really well. La Defence in the second. He was sort of back... Um, near the tail of the field, approaching the turn, was sort of steadily improving before the turn and kept closing really nicely. It was a very good debut run. I think the uh, slight rise trip will help and slightly better draw this time around with some weight, with some weight relief. We better be closer to the action and uh, take some running, uh, take some catch, uh, sorry, take some holding out. There's the five. So he's the best race for number five. The last race is where my value bet will run, and that's Smoke and Val. He too, uh, she too is a horse that hasn't won for a little while and runs a lot more minor placings um, than wins. But I think fifth up here, she finds a really nice race. A little bit unlucky not to finish closest to the winner last start. She's had some market support at her past two. She needs a few things to go right, but I do like that Rich Gina form earlier in the campaign. It's a good draw here and um, a three-kilo claim, carry 57.5 after the uh, the claim to Stacey, um, Stacey Callow. So 
Smoking Vale, hope you can sort of, yeah, land a, 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 a much overdue win anyway. Doesn't need a bit to go right, but certainly good enough for us. It finds a nice race. Race nine, number seven. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? No, nothing for me there, Bucks. Okay, we'll head up to Brisbane where Eagle Farm is the venue and there's a fair bit of stakes racing on. As we said, the Summer Carnival starting to warm up. Dan, you talked about the Magic Millions and some of those trying to bank some dollars to get in the Magic Millions Classic will be going around in the third and the fourth. Starting in race three, Eureka Stud, feeling ready. 1,000 metres for two-year-old Colts and Geldings at set weights at listed level. All favourite is the Snowden train godfather, but he deserves to be uh, at price based off the trial, the breeding, and obviously the stable he's in. A uh, very good trainer of uh, two-year-olds of the Snowdens. And look, I think he finds a, a really winnable race on debut. Um, the three that have had race experience, Risky Investment, Talk IT, and Safrado, they've shown a little bit of ability, but in weaker company, Godfather gets his um, career off to a winning start and he will be really hard to beat the five. So he's on top for me. Got the eight in next works. <clears throat> Annabelle Nisham trained Colt. Uh, recent trial at Hawkesbury was was quite okay, but as, as I mentioned, this is in a very difficult um, listed race to kick off in and he's over the odds. In for third, I have the two Talk IT. Really good win on debut, um, but was well beaten last start, albeit it's a pretty promising one and skirt the law. And in for fourth over the three, Safrado. Five, eight, two, three. Race four is for the Phillies. It's the Aquas Stallions Callaway Gal. Same conditions for the females. Yeah, this is much, much tougher. Um, I ended up with the two on top, Empress of Wonder. Comes out of a good race at Flemington during Cup Week down the straight. She was last for a moment there, but... Really picked up nicely to finish off in well behind Charmstone. And it was a pretty good effort. This is an easier race. We'll need some luck from the draw. It's Chad Schofield travelling up to, to ride to ride her, which is obviously um, a big plus, I think. And, yeah, Empress of Wonder on top in a, in a race. It's hard to be too confident on. The stablemate XL Dior is a big chance off uh, her trial. A really impressive trial at Bow Desert. One by five lengths there. And she backed up by the clock. In for third, I have the 11, Hinata, the Golan Stable. She's who's an unraced filly. Um, her Dubin trial was good for mine. And in for fourth, I have the one, Freeman, the sole winner in the field. 2 9 11, one. Across to race six, Ladbrokes just now 1,300 metres listed quality for fillies and mares. Pretty keen on Juan Diva and happy to take that sort of 240, 250 price that is about her currently. She was brave in defeat last start. She was three wide in the Tats Classic on the Gold Coast. Mimi Lagarde was a very good mare. Was just um, She was no match for late, and that horse sort of had the last crack at them. But she closed pretty well, Juan Diva, I thought, considering the, the, the run she had out wide. Um, we'll get a much softer time of it from Barrier 1 here and I think can atone for that. In for second, I've got the six better get set. Up in grade, but... Two straight wins and done so pretty well and look, deserves a crack at this level. In for third, I have the two, Salatine. It also comes out of that Tats Classic. She was a long way off on, on the turn, but um, she finished off quite well. Couldn't sprint as well as Mimi Lagarde, the winner, but she was working to the line quite well. Here, four, here third up. And in for fourth, I have the five, Dragon Miss, who two-time winner. She's always shown a little bit, but 
disappointing when I was I tipped her a couple of times at the sort of end of her last campaign, and she had a few issues and was well beaten. She's come back this um, preparation in career best form, solid placing first up over a, a trip short of her best. The two wins over 1,200 metres in the past two have been good. Um, she can run a race and certainly worth throwing into the quaddy. 1625. Race 7 at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Sky Racing, Bribey Handicap, 1,000 metre listed quality. A few out there pretty keen on shooting for gold, and it's easy to understand why. He went to Melbourne last prep and measured up. He won in the Group 3 at Caulfield and ran well in a couple of other races. Um, I just have, even though he's a good fresh horse, seven outs first up, 59 kilos against some of these who are fit. Sneaky five is the one I'm with. Um, see a horse that showed a bit early on with the Mara Nusa stable in Victoria. He ran seventh in a Manicato Stakes without much luck. She was first up for the goal in the Sunshine Coast, and she ran on really well. Just couldn't peg down La Palmier, who was uh, up on the pace and well-rated out in front. I think Sneaky Five with that run under her belt. And, um, yeah, with the run under the belt and the fitness, she can certainly uh, go one better. So seven on top, two in next shooting for gold. It's obviously a very classy horse, but does have to give Sneaky Five five kilos. In for third, I've got six, J. Sui Bell can produce a, a really good performance on her day. And look, her two runs this prep have been good. She's been close-up placings. Uh, she can be a fitter third up. Her third up win last time in was excellent, uh, circling them and charging home from near last. And in for fourth, I have the four. La Palmier will obviously go forward and um, be in this for a long way. 7-2-6-4. And the main race on the day is the Star Gateway. It hasn't got black type yet, but it is worth 250000 And you got that golden ticket you mentioned earlier. It is for four-year-olds at set weights over 1,400 metres. Yeah, Canadian dancer, I really like the look of her as a horse. She's a mare that would probably be better over further than 1,400 metres. She was a stakes winner at the mile at Doombin um, last time in. And she's got plenty of scope about her. And up to 1,200 metres off a nice trial, I thought she ran well, and she did. She just didn't have much luck. Um, sort of towards the inside, she got clear with 150 to go, and... You were finishing better, but she did hit the line quite well, and she was only 1.5 lengths off the winner, Mimi Lagarde, there, and um, pretty good effort considering she was held up for the top half of the straight. So up to 1,400 metres here, she's going to have a really good preparation, and she's a mare to follow. So the 10 on top for me. In for second, I've got the 11, Thalassophile, who is on the quick backup, a bit of a barrier trial, uh, Rose Hill last start. She just never really got a crack at them at all, the final 250 metres. Uh, went to the line. Basically untested. Um, this is a, a rising grade for her, but I think she's a pretty handy mare, certainly a consistent one, and she can measure up on something like this. In for third, I've got the five, Antino, unbeaten. Just has to deal with a wide draw here, and this is a big step up in grade. And in for fourth, I have the eight. Uh, horse reference quite a bit already. Mimi Lagarde, who comes out of that good form race, a Tats Classic last start. Um, will be giving away a bit of a start. So that's the, that's the query, but she was over, able to overcome it last start. 10, 11, 5, 8. Uh, and race 8, number 10, Canadian Dancer, was your value bet at Eagle Farm, and we heard about your best as well. Race 6, number 1, Juan Diva. Any thoughts on the farm, Joel? Yeah, I worked out a little all up. I think Godfather will win the feel and ready. Race 3, number 5, I think you want uh, Juan Diva, so I agree with Daniel. I think she'll win... Uh, the just now, and I'm going to have them going into Lock Eagle in the gateway. I do think Mimi Lagarde will be very hard to beat, but I think Lock Eagle is a good price, $12. Uh, 
Um, I think he's been racing in stronger races. He was very good at Newcastle too back. He only finished ninth in the festival stakes last time out. But again, I reckon that was a stronger race. And he did have the fastest last 200 there. So I think he's going better than uh, his price indicates. You can get 12 and 350. So we're having an all up going into him. Ascot is the venue once again for Perth Racing on Saturday. We see the conclusion of the Pinnacles Carnival with race nine, the Tab Touch Gold Rush. Uh, it is a group three weight for age over 1,400 metres. James Cummings attacking it with Kementari and Valana, the latter who, of course, um, missed, uh, missed the um, winter bottom uh, when would have been one of the favourites. Uh, and I believe is going to have to be vetted before running in this race as well. There's a few other Eastern horses here, the Astrologist for Team Corstens, and there's Bo Rossa for Will Clarkin. Joel, did you have a look at this race? Yes, I did, and I have gone for Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Uh, I had her for second in the winter bottom, and I had something on her at the $21 and was counting the money when she swept up to them, but unfortunately, Pillaley ran past her. Uh, in the final stages, I thought it was a terrific return. Uh, look at her second up stats, five goes, four wins in a second. She just loves these drawing, uh, this dry track and the distance up to 1,400, perfect. So I think she'll be very hard to beat. I've got Milana in for second. As you touched on, there's a few uh, sort of ifs and maybes with him, but if he's there in A1 order, he's going to be very hard to beat. He's got terrific form. And I've gone for a couple of decent odds to round out the multiples. 13 Minsk moment. Uh, newcomer to Perth, he won first up for Adam Durant, the Carbine Club. It was a strong win. This is a lot tougher, and he's got a shocking gait, but he's got a bit of upside about this horse, so I reckon he's one at odds to include. And number nine, Resort Man. Been a you know, strong local galloper for a while now, won 10 from 26, and I thought he was very good in the railway. He had the inside gate, but he battled on well. Coming back to 1,400, I think it's a positive, and Damien Oliver back over in the west to ride. So I've put him in for four, 14, 2, 13 and 9. And um, Perth man Greg Hooper is with the kiss on all four cheeks too to beat Valana, Kementari and Comfort Me. 14, 2, 1 and 8. The other black type race at Perth, at, at Ascot in Perth on Saturday is the uh, listed staying race, the Towton Cup, that's race 8. Hoops likes 5, Alaskan God to beat 3, Nerf Bosk. 12, Pure Devotion, and 6, Black Shadow. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they're racing at Tarapa and Awapuni. Yeah, some black type racing at both venues. Uh, Tarapa, my best, comes up in race 7, number 11, Eve's Song. She's knocking on the door this mare. She's been all around it. Uh, last two runs this track and distance. She's finished 4th and 2nd. Gets the services of Opie Bose, and hopefully that's enough to get her across the line in front. And my value bet is race two, number 10, Davici Bell, sticking with her after she got the cash on debut a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's the half to Melody Bell, so she's got a good pedigree. I thought it was a strong win. She trialled well leading into that debut. This is a lot tougher. She meets some talented three-year-olds here, but I think she's more than up to the challenge from a decent gate. So uh, we'll back her each way. At Awapuni, I've made my best race seven, number 10, Soldier Boy. Won his first two this prep. They threw him into the deep end. In the Livermore Classic Group 1 over the 2040, and he finished in the second half of the field a little bit outclassed there. His next two runs, he's been defeated, dropping back in grade, but they've been pretty solid. I thought the last run, uh, when third, was sound enough and just gives the impression that he's looking for further. So out to the 2100, and he gets in 
uh, with a kilo below the minimum after the claim. And my value bet is RJB, race nine, number 14. Uh, she was my value last week at the meeting, but was scratched. I thought she could improve second up. Again, getting in light after the claim, just 53 kilos to carry. Alrighty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. But... Uh, doesn't quite take us out because Sunday is a big day as well in Hong Kong where uh, there's plenty of Aussie interest. Uh, and, of course, there's four big international group ones. Uh, Joel, you want to take us uh, through your thoughts starting with race four, the Hong Kong Vars for the stayers over 2,400? Yeah, well, there's two horses I, I'll be backing here for a win. I've got Senor Toba, one of the locals on top. Uh, of course, he won... Uh, in Sydney for Chris Waller as a three-year-old and then was sold to Hong Kong. He's been going pretty well. He, he ran on well last time out in uh, the uh, the cup trial and they've elected to go up in trip, which I think is suitable. He's certainly looking for that longer distance. And Stone Age, number 10, from the Aidan O'Brien camp, coming off his good effort at the Breeders' Cup meeting when second. Uh, the winner was in a different league, but I thought he battled on well. He just seems to be improving all the time. He's a real stayer, so I think the 2400 will suit. And I've got the Japanese pair in for third and fourth. Uh, Win Marilyn, number nine, and Glory Vars, number three. Uh, but yeah, Senior October and Stone Age will probably be backing them both for a win. The sprint is race five over 1,200 metres. Uh, as you'd expect, there's a lot of uh, Aussie bred and NZ bred horses there. The Aussie based horses don't really go over for this anymore, but you're with one of the Aussie breds uh, as your top selection. Yeah, we put a, a tips in before the barrier draws, and the draws just come out. Wellington has come up with barrier 10. Uh, he's my top selection. So he's going to need a little bit of luck, which he didn't get last year. He got uh, caught up in that bad fall uh, that marred last year's Hong Kong sprint, won by Sky Field. Uh, he's a real talent. He won first up and then loomed up to win the uh, the Jockey Club sprint a couple of weeks ago. And his last 150 metres was a bit plain, but he did pull up lame. So I think there was a clear excuse because, like I said, he travelled into the race and just looked like he was going to fight out the finish, but last 100 metres just knocked up. But clearly there was an issue. If he bounces back to his best, it'll be hard to beat. Barrier draw certainly gives Lucky Swainess the advantage. Has come up with gate three, building a terrific record. He won uh, the lead up a couple of weeks ago. Zach Burton on top. He's going to have plenty of admirers. I've gone for a couple of the Japanese again, filling in for third and fourth. Six, Naren Huleg, who will get a long way back, I would have thought. He's a backmark with a strong finish. Has got gate two. Not sure he'll be able to use it. And three, Gendarme, last start winner of the Sprinter Stakes uh, over there in Japan where a few of these come out of. But uh, one on top from four, six and three. Race seven at Sha Tin on Sunday is the Longines Hong Kong Mile. Uh, 1,600 metres, obviously. And uh, Aussie interest here, there is an Aussie horse in uh, Laws of Indices. Well, a, a horse that's trained in Australia, but is in fact Irish bred. The favourite, though, is the Aussie-bred local Golden 60 coming up against his uh, rival, California Spangle. Yeah, this looks like uh, the big the big clash of the day. Um, these two didn't disappoint in the Jockey Club Mile a couple of weeks ago where there wasn't much between them in betting, but California Spangle did go out favourite, but uh, Golden 60, the... Uh, I guess the proven superstar was able to have his measure, not by a long way, and I don't think there's going to be much between them again, but uh, had to have Golden 60 on top of California Spangle. I put Schnellmeister, uh, the German bred but Japanese-based galloper, in for third, and did find a spot for Laws of Indices. He's going well. 
I probably just needs to go up a notch, but uh, James McDonald aboard, he might be able to slot into the exotics. One from two, four, and seven. And the big one is race eight, Longines Hong Kong Cup over 2,000 metres. And, uh, well, there is one Aussie bred horse here, but otherwise the Aussie involvement is restricted to the jockeys, of which uh, McDonald, who, of course, is really a Kiwi, Shin and Bowman are all there. Yeah, I'm with the favourite here for James McDonald, Romantic Warrior. Uh, it was a dominant return win from him. He had a terrific uh, last season in Hong Kong and, yeah, won the Jockey Club, uh, Jockey Club Cup in pretty easy style. So he's a reserved favourite. I thought the Japanese runner Dan on the Kid at around $7.50 might be some sort of a threat. He's building a really good record. He's very consistent. Uh, seven Turbion Diamond, speaking of consistency, he's really far away formerly with Stuart Kendrick as a three-year-old in Queensland when he was known as Eric the Eel. So he's been in Hong Kong for a couple of seasons and he's usually around the mark. And one Panther Lassa, uh, it could be the interesting run of this Japanese Gallagher because he likes to get out and lead and open up a bit of a margin. So if he does that, it could be a yeah, it could be a real um, exciting race to watch. But I've got two on top from six, seven and one. All righty. Well, that wraps up the preview section of the program. It brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. And uh, very small um, profit last week, courtesy of me with uh, Najem Suhail, and I'm going to follow the uh, uh, follow the uh, the template again by going for uh, one that I fancy early on the Melbourne card, and this time it's Sandown, and I'm going for race three, number four, She Dances, Joel. Uh, yeah, confidence dented slightly with Daniel not having this horse in his picks and we're going up head-to-head with our best, but uh, I will go Regal Lion in Sydney, race four, number five. Dan? I need a winner, so short and sweet, uh, race six, number one, at Eagle Farm, Wine Diva. Alrighty, that wraps up the podcast. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Joel's uh, in-depth previews of those Hong Kong races are featured and uh, all your favourite features. Plenty of good reading besides. It is online now for five bucks. It is in shops. First thing, Friday morning for six bucks. Uh, Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.